The World Show with Nikki B. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za. The best in African music on The World Show with Nikki B. I'm Nikki B. Yes, and talking about the best in African music. Right now, we have a woman who is totally committed to the best in African music. Pilani Bubu, welcome. It's been, it's long overdue. This I know. I'm so happy world. to be here, but I feel like it's perfect timing. Thank you, Nikki. Yes. No, it's perfect timing. Yeah. I mean, you've got a new album coming. You've got this incredible project. But before we even go there, I just want to take a minute because we've got a lot to talk about yes to talk about you you've been traveling the world yes working hard working (laughs) on your new album and of course this festival the folklore festival coming up yes i have Mm -hmm. yes so basically um there's a there's a lot that's been going on i've been doing what i've been doing for 10 years and when it comes to kind of falling in love with you know just kind of the continent it's been like a 10-year journey so this festival and the work that i'm doing currently in my 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 projects folklore as a music project and 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 one that explores kind of african storytelling and also folklore as a festival is just kind of the coming together of 10 years of journeying and searching and realizing that there's so much here to, to so many stories to tell and i want to be a part of that um i'm kind of that child who grew up as the mtv generation i'm that child who fell in love with r&b and fell in love with goito and there was just so much diversity in music but choosing a path or at least committing in parallel to the many things that i do to be a part of the world music space but to be a part of just kind of african storytelling has has been a long time coming so folklore festival is birthed out of my project folklore chapter one that was my third album so i started with journey of heart warrior of light which is inspired by so many different things different stories and folklore was that story that i wanted to tell about my identity about my people about how i'm navigating life about men and women in my country me being part of that structure um so it really explores like our culture from many different facets it's like conversation starter um but also there's an exploration of folk music reinterpreting things but finding meaning interweaving spoken word and so that's how i kind of expanded the conversation into platforms like folklore firesides folklore for kids and those two things together are conversations that amalgamate at the folklore festival this year and so the project that's coming up folklore chapter two is just an album series that continues these conversations one that explores african spirituality and one that explores african practice but one that explores the conversation between children and ancestors whether living or dead how do we kind of do the knowledge share how do we intuit um of our lives and identity and that's the journey that i'm on and it's so personal to me and this particular project chapter two before i give it all away in one sweep (laughs) is really so the first one was very interpretive this one is very inspired mostly original music that came through dreamscapes me asleep dreaming up rhythm sections finding myself in a place me visiting the village in which i'm from and just kind of like drawing from the environment and the space you know So where are you from? <laughs> I am a girl from Eastern Bonderland, uh, a little town called Lusikisiki, though I was born in Umtata during apartheid in the Transkei, and I was very much culturalized in that space. I grew up there till about like 11. I moved to Joburg when I was 12, but always go back and forth, you know. So my proximity to, I suppose, the knowledge system was quite close when I was young, indigenous knowledge system. So I grew up kind of being taught these songs, folk songs by like royals who were family members and uh, who lived down the 
suggested word from us to really kind of helped us find that place. But, you know, somewhere along the way, you kind of travel and realize, oh, my soul, I want to be a part of capturing and documenting all of this. So, yeah, yes. I'm a trans guy girl. Because as you were saying as well, you kind of came and got into the urban life and the urban lifestyle yes. and the urban music. Yes, indeed, I did. So in a way, this is really going back to your roots. It is. But I suppose presenting it in a way which is relevant. Absolutely. To, to modern times. It is. And, I, and and really, that's what it is. Uh, for me, I believe that we are evolving as a people. And I believe that there, there there's always that lineage or that part where there's a connection point. The ancient is so spiritual. The ancient is so healing. The ancient can teach us the ancient can be a building block the ancient doesn't always have to be upheld for what it was because it served a time so we are responsible for moving things forward because obviously the modern stands on that ancient and the folklore project is driven by the idea that music as a technology can house these considerations it's not complete thoughts it's not final ideas it's provocations of like concepts that we are exploring and still living with and blending those into our modern lives and making them more contemporary Absolutely. Pilani, what a joy you are. <laughs> I ask you one question and you tell me the whole story. <laughs> I love it. But we've got so much more to yes, discuss. Yes, absolutely. And I think before we go there, let's have a sneak peek of what's in store of your forthcoming album. When will it be released? So I'm aiming for January, um, I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> so it really is. Yeah, next year first heard on the world show i'm so excited it's absolutely beautiful maybe you want to introduce this song so this one's a beautiful one to to, to touch on so there's the folklore chapter two album or the folklore series as an album is an album of five series the story is one beginning, middle, and end. Yes. And Ipkecha was the song that was like an a cappella f- ending song of chapter one. So as we open the new chapters to remind people where we began, but also because it's so much about African spirituality and Ipkecha is a healer. And that's particularly the journey I'm on being an introvert, being someone who kind of like downloads music and channels it for for the purposes that I'm I'm, I'm going through as at least as someone who works through the music. Yes. And just uh, it talks through the journey of the project in its entirety. So it's like the open Opening song, Ekuseni is track two, actually. So you, yes. you get a medley right now. Okay. And it is the title track of the project, Folklore Chapter 2, Ekuseni. And so it's the opening of the story when a child is being summoned by her ancestors to answer her call. But let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. Let's hear the song. <laughs> Pilani Bubu, this one is off her forthcoming album. But I'm sure we're going to have time to play something of Folklore Chapter 1 a little bit later on today. We've got lots to cover on the World Show. Absolutely beautiful. Yes. <laughs> First heard on the world show. Wow. Dicha Ekuseni. Am I getting it right? You just got it right. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Pilani Bubu, that one is off her soon to be released Folklore Chapter 2. And let me tell you, I've had a sneak peek of the whole album and I'm blown away. I can't wait till it's... <laughs> in fact, you know, we, I'm going to save speaking about that album. I think yeah. when it comes out January, Feb... We've got to get you on the show just yes. to focus on that album. Please, that'd be yes. wonderful. Yes, and as I said, long overdue. Long, long overdue. I've been traveling to the people who love you. 
constantly telling me we're sending this to Nikki B and I, and I just can't explain to them why you and I have not yet like connected there's you no know? reason yes because yes. our plan is definitely to release it in Europe and then spread it out um, but it would be great if you you, you can do the send off yes right no, I'd love to we're definitely going to speak about that after the show sure. we're going to look already at for the dates at making a date yeah, <laughs> and a commitment but now this concept of folklore mm. and you, you touched on it earlier on is it through doing your albums that you decided to do a folklore festival? Yes, it is indeed. So what happened was when I sort of started writing Warrior of Light, which is my second project, when I released Journey of a Heart, I worked with RJ Benjamin. It was a very soulful project, but very diverse, telling a story of love. It what broke me open to write again as someone who kind of stopped music then came back to music yes. 10 years ago and um i traveled to new orleans and when i got there yes i was inspired to write more music as i kind of started performing but there's something about me being an african woman and having a sense of place and presence that reminded me that actually there's a bigger story that I can tell when I travel. So when you travel, people ask you more and more about like your home, your people, and you start storytelling naturally. Yes. And so I started kind of seeding in songs in the repertoire that allowed for that conversation to happen. Some traditional folk songs and that, that kind of allowed me to also start writing in that way, inspired by the writing styles, inspired by percussive vocals, inspired by the languages. So it was a natural journey which is really about leaving but then coming back to a place that reminded me there's so much to unearth there's so much to tell there's so much to share and we don't want it to be homogeneous because there's so many of us we're so diverse that we all gotta do our job in this folklore piece so I wanted to create a platform and a stage for all of us to come together to do that job whether we're Ghanaian Kenyan do you know what I mean from Lesotho yes. all the diverse 12 tribes well 12 tribes and like the two other languages like English Afrikaans but you know no, the many tribes of this country. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love that. And and also, oh, there were a couple of things I was thinking about when you, sorry, I got lost. About in the like whole being journey. inspired by the journey yeah. Yeah, to come to this. It yes. was a natural progression. Oh, that's what I was going to say is like, sometimes you have to go very far mm. to find what is actually closest to us. It's true. And it in a way sounds to me like your travels helped this to happen it really did yes. for me it's yes. kind of like the book the alchemist when yes. he kind of like is sleeping right under the tree <laughs> yes. where his treasure is and brahima sakela said it a lot and it it takes time to understand when he says that that all that treasure and all that you need is just here in the heritage and the culture of your people yes. and we, we you sometimes don't realize how rich and deep that messengery is so in for instance that we all know that you know over time we've been so focused on fighting either inequalities or apartheid and as a post-apartheid child, I realized which the sense of euphoria you get from that is kind of celebrate the world in the global space. Yes. But eventually we were all going to come back to realize that there are certain jobs that haven't been done. Like in chapter two, I'm addressing the proximity of children and their parents and grandparents and how we don't have a structure in, these, in our families anymore that allows for knowledge transfer. Yes. And you then realize it's actually up to us, the individuals, to go search and seek. But maybe as storytellers, it's up to us to document and that's really a, a, a big part of seeing the world and understanding that okay now that I've seen all that there is there not all of it I mean I haven't been like everywhere but I've yes. been to a fair amount of places to go actually the most important story that I can ever tell is the one that is unique to me and it is the one that I can I truly understand from lived experience yeah and I always say to artists start with what is closest to you yeah but 
on that note, the Folklore Festival is coming up uh, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be part of it as yes. well. Yes. But um, I think the thing that struck me as I've been reading what you're doing with it, who you're bringing, what the day promises, I think I've been so refreshed because, you know, when I started the show 25 years ago yeah. and there was this whole world music explosion and it was amazing. You could go to what were then the CD stores and have a whole like section which was on world music and that kind of fizzled out. Mm. And there was, you know, and I know there's been more recent times this kind of, uh, 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 what can I say, people are saying they don't like the term world music. And I mean, I didn't like it when it came about. <laughs> but I, but I, I learned to embrace it yes. because it is of the world. You can play anything. Mm. But I think one of the things that's so refreshing for me with the folklore festival that you're bringing is that you are tapping into the folklores, the folk musics, the the, the folk cultures, mm. folk meaning people. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah. And And for me, this is almost like a brave step because so many people are doing either jazz or electronic and very few people are, you know, putting a limb out, going all yeah. out and saying, let's keep the roots going. Yeah. The, the the urban, contemporary, modern, right. they may be, but let's keep those mm. roots going. You know, from a personal perspective, and I'm getting a little bit emotional, I'm, I've always been inspired by folk music. You know, at the core of everything that I do, anything that I write will always be kind of this fusion, I call it jazzy folk soul. It's always going to come from that place. And I think maybe that's a part of it that drives it for me. And I think as someone who has always been drawn by that space, I've always realized how niche and intimate it can be. And I've almost forgiven myself for, not even forgiven, so it's, it's almost embracing Embrace the idea of that sort of niche, very intimate space. And it's been a journey that I've walked, you know, kind of accepted that I, I, I'm here for a long time and I'm not racing for like numbers, but I definitely am and, and I'm working towards like a quality experience yes. and contributing to the legacy of, of, of my country and a, a legacy of my people rather. And, and your and, continent? And the continent yes. as a Pan-Africanist. And, you know, and yeah, I spend a lot of time, you know, traveling and performing here instead of kind of overstating the need to be every, anywhere else and and it's true it, it that the sense of community in the in the folk it, it it's hard to sell yes on the lineup we don't ha i mean our big ticket items of whatever they call is the soil yes. and it, it, it's 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 it was a challenge for me to think about this lineup and go oh my bringing in all these pan-african artists nobody knows them yes. but for me it was important that we solidify the idea of what we're trying to do if this year we 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 really convince people of the idea of something maybe next year they're the ones who can help us make it more attractive or bigger to, to a greater audience or mass market as they call it. Yes. But yeah, I'm, I'm very excited the idea that the folk space is, you know, pushing itself into this, trying to be a massive platform. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Look Thank at I'm scared you. to say it. Like pushing itself <laughs> yes. bravely. Well, no, I'm it's a brave with you step. all the way. It is brave. Yeah. It is Thank courageous. You. And I thank you for doing this. Aww. It's going to be something so special. Let's look at the details when we come back from the next song. Sure. Because this is one of the artists that is going to be performing. Uh, tell us about... Uh, 
Steve Atambira. Steve Atambira, I discovered through one of the Kubalo, who's a good friend of mine. I traveled a lot to Ghana, and um, he, the work that they've done together really struck me, and the stories that one love would tell that he sings at graveyards for funerals. And it's almost like he's a, a ceremonious performer who. Um, tell stories in the moment he's spontaneous so someone will come to a gravesite and tell them like this is uh, nana or whoever it is who's being buried here and they tell the whole story through music Beautiful. but other than that just the idea of maintaining the history of the kologo you know brave enough to say that it came before the oud before the banjo and telling stories that are really rich of Ghanaian history and so i believe that he's an indigenous knowledge system holder and we want to have him here to share his his skill set and his knowledge and inspire the children that will be working with them at the National School of Arts, but also for South Africans to also see artists like Stevo Atambire and reflect back that we also have to do the job of maintaining some of these indigenous knowledge systems. So he plays something called the Kologo, which yes. is a banjo from uh, Ghana. And he, he sings as well. He's part of a band called Alos Man and currently working with One Love the Kupolo. He will be coming with One Love the Kupolo here. Um, One Love the Kupolo is part of a band called Falcon Boys. But yes. I don't know if we have enough time to dig into One Love right now. Should we dig into Kologo and like... Well, I, let's hear this track first. Yeah, let's hear a track. Uh, it's them together. Yeah, oh, this is them together. Yes. You're absolutely right. It's Beautiful. them together. So you'll get a, a good sense of that blend between the two and the world that they, they bring together. It's kind of like fusing that sound of Kologo, but also very electronic. Yes. So it's, it's, it's worldly. It's, a, a good, it's contemporary in its way. It's folk music. Indeed. Steve Atampere, one of the artists that is coming to perform at the Folklore Festival. We're going to give you all the, e all the details on the other side. <laughs> Yes, thank you, Stevo. Stevo Atampere, the albums Teach Me, Kologo, featuring One Love, the Kubalor. Thank you, Pilani Bubu, <laughs> for you. bringing me that song and for bringing these artists to South Africa. <laughs> you're most uh, welcome. I really am so excited that uh, that you're doing this and that it's being done. Yes, you know? I mean, I really feel like such a strong affinity to, to this show as well, like the work that you're doing. And I suppose all that I'm doing is kind of bringing it live, you know, and you, you know, because this is the sonic landscape that you've yes. been creating for years and years sharing this kind of music. But I I think it's time we really go and like experience it here in our own country you know absolutely so let's talk about it it's happening on, on the, the first, first of october yes from 10 a.m till late and why the whole day why does it start early oh my goodness you know i was designing i know i was designing posters and doing flyers for the book authors there's just so much to cover i think that what we're trying to say here is that folklore beyond just music and you know kind of um the main stage is really inhabiting many many spaces so we have um a book fair of young authors and old authors who write ch children's book for Af um, books for african children so there's an entire section in the kids 
in the kids area that's rich that requires like 10 a.m to 5 p.m where parents can drop off their kids yes. we have zuleka patel we have a young author called uh siavuya who's 10 years old who's written a book and four other authors who'll be sharing their books with the kids we of course we've got games and and everything else we've got um entertainment we've got performance play with toys with roots where they teach kids like riddles and rhymes in their languages and and sing-alongs and also a drumming workshop that they can attend as well as how to make indigenous instruments and play instruments there's just so much to learn and share we also have workshops for adults like afrofusion dance drumming and then napo mashian is going to talk about african storytelling in theater as a thespian but she'll also be on the main stage as the mc and we have a food and crafts market so we just want to get people in early it must be their saturday agenda to learn and to play you know something to do with the children, with the family. Absolutely. That's what I want to see more and more of that. Right. You know, uh, more, more events where we can take the Our children. kids yes. together, you yes. know. And, and folklore really is that thing. It's a shared experience. And we can't just start at like 8 p.m. and, you know, dance it away. Yes. It's really an all-day conversation. So on the main stage, we have, um, well, One Love this and, and Steve Atambire. And we have The Soil, who'll finish off yourself. Yes. Myself and the Folklore Ensemble will be playing a bit of Folklore Chapter 1 and Folklore Chapter 2. Leo Mile from Lesotho, who's coming in with her band. She says she's inviting some special guests. So if people want to do a little research on Leo Mile, you might be able to guess who she might be bringing. Yes. She's also another folklorist from um, Lesotho. Yes. And then the National School of Arts. Now, the special reason why this is being ask, held yes. at the National School of Arts. I think for the last eight years, so some of my work, um, you know, in this life is to work with, with kids. Yes. And I've gone through so many different ideas of how to get closer to the younger generation. And it's like folklore is like the one place where it just feels like it can completely house itself. It just, it felt that we should be in an educational uh, institution. It felt that we should be so in close proximity with the kids. And the National School of Arts just seemed to be the most befitting. Also because there's so much to treasure and to harness there. We're contributing 15% of our ticket sales to um, the National School of Arts to keep it going. People don't understand that, like, this. some people don't know in the spectrum of Johannesburg that the school exists and what its needs are. And the school does have needs. But... Beyond needs, the school has so much talent. Future holders of our heritage, future holders of kind of our knowledge systems. Yes. The National School of Arts is performing with their orchestra and a 35-piece choir. Amazing. They'll be performing a repertoire of music from North, South, East, West Africa. Their music department is presenting a show called African Reflections. And a few of us will be guesting on that show as well. So uh, Steve Orr and One Love will do a song with them. Uh, Papillion will do a song with them yes. and Leomili will do a song with them and so will I. And Amazing. it's really going to be a spectacular show. You know, I love this. I love the fact from what, just even the thoughtfulness of working together with a school and a school like this. I'm just going to take a moment to talk about the National yeah. School of Arts because people might not realize this is a school, where you, a normal school where you can go and get your matric. Yes. But at the same time, it focuses on people with artistic and creative gifts. So whether it's music, whether it's uh, the visual arts, theater, this is a place where your child can actually go to a normal school, but also have that focus on their gift, on the arts On enhancing well. that gift. On an enhancing. And, and I mean, I know such, so many great artists mm. from all different genres that have, I mean, from all different fields yes. that have come through that school. 
And the school nearly closed down a year or so ago. Right. So I'm really pleased to see that. I think it was, uh, you know, people actually gave donations to keep it going. Right. We're and working with a lady called yes. uh, Brenda. I can never say her surname. <laughs> I'm not going to try. Who's the artistic director mm. who spends her day and nights working on finding solutions for the school. Sometimes students who can't afford the fees but are extremely talented. Yes. And she's been working and she's procured like a new music director. There's a new school principal. There's, there's just so much beautiful, so, so many beautiful things happening for the school yes. and they feel that this is really the time for them to kind of it's like like the biggest open day they could ever have yes. you know and yeah the fact that the school almost closed down and there's so many you know kind of alumni members there's an opportunity to create that kind of a space to connect when I met with Brenda it felt like they needed something where people can come together with a reason because we're all busy we, we go on with our lives and we're all trying to patch you know yes. but if we can create occasions then surely it'll give you know we'll pay more attention to what's needed we'll, rem we'll remember that they exist we'll know that they're so yes. talented and we'll understand their job and I wanted them to be a part of the festival so that that is all highlighted for them and that we also continue to work with them throughout the year not just on the festival platform yes I love it you see how completely holistic this whole experience is I'm going to remind you once again on the first Saturday the first of October Folktober as we used to call it right but, I know yes, at the National School of Arts in Bramfontein uh, this incredible event is happening for the whole family everybody's got to come from 10am in the morning till late and of course we with the main director of this incredible project we are going to run out of time and I want to play a couple more tracks so let's hear this one from Leo Miele who by the way quite some years ago I think we were even in the other studios here um, Leo Miller came to the World Child. I think it was a Moshito thing uh, or something like that. So mm -hmm. she came as part of a group. So it's I'm glad really that nice. you remember her. Memorable. Yes, nice. Yes. So, of course, now she's coming to the festival to perform. And this track, I think, is this going to give us a hint as to one of her guests? Um, I, I was thinking that it might. It, I'm, and I'm crossing my fingers. It's true. As much as I, I am. am. She's yes. been mentioning on social media she's got special guests coming. She's yes. been telling the media. But I want to be surprised equally as the audience. So um, let's see. Let's see. This track is from Leo Miele. Maybe I shouldn't tell you who is featured on the song. Let's see if you can guess. I want to see if you can recognize the, the guest on Leo Miele's song that's called Banaba Hoale coming from Lesotho and of course she'll be performing as part of uh, the Folklore Festival. Make sure you're there. Nine five nine, Bana She is the beautiful Leomile from Lesotho, and I don't know if you recognise the other voice there. Should we give Male. it to them? Yeah, oh, it was I, I couldn't know. I wonder if she's going to come as one of the. Guests. I wonder. 
Well, I'm sure whichever guests she has are going to be beautiful. Right. Yes. Absolutely. So again, Leomila is going to be doing a set. She will. She will be performing there as well. Look, guys, you can see. How much do the tickets cost? Where can people My book? goodness, this is the part that yes. is the best part. Yes. The tickets range from 60 rand to 250. Wow. If you buy now within the next week and you catch the early bird sale, you can get five tickets for kids under 12 at only 60 rand per ticket, which only costs you 300 bucks. Yes. And if you buy now, you can get tickets for 160 rand for adults and times five. That's only 900 bucks. I don't know if my maths is correct. Listen, yes. I'm just a musician. <laughs> but bring but the whole family. <laughs> bring the whole family is the idea, you know. Yes. So if people could bring the whole family, it's going to be an amazing day. And I think the value is nothing. No, like the value is just... For all of it. For all of it. And again, 60 rand... For kids under 12. Under 12. Yes. And this is the early bird this special. This is the early bird special. And 120, you said. 108, well, 100, 164 for adults for at the moment. Early bird. And we've obviously got like kids... Yeah, early bird tickets. Yes. On Quick Hit. Folklore yes. Festival. Hopefully yeah. people can spell that. F-O-L, like folk, like law, L-O-R-E. <laughs> yes, Folklore Festival. Also look on Facebook because there's a whole description. Yes. Uh, uh, there, is a, there is an event page on Facebook, the Folklore Festival. Festival. It's and that'll there. give you all the information And as the well. program is all set. You can download the maps, everything. We are ready for you. Um, so we just need you to tell your friends, to tell your school groups, to tell your parent groups, to tell the, you know, all the play dates that you have that weekend. Yes. To please meet us all at the National School of Arts on the 1st of October at 10 a.m. It's going to be one of the best days of your lives, I hope. <laughs> and again, it's a full experience. Yes. Food, markets, workshops. Uh, the kids' the experience, kids full experience. on. And the main stage yes. of music, crafts, from Jolof Rice to Umoshon Omlekwa, you're going to find it there that day. Come with the whole family. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure to be having a Pilani Bubu on the World Show with me. Of course, she's coming back soon in, uh, I don't know, January or Feb. I think about Jan, Feb. Yeah, Jan, Feb <laughs> to celebrate a new album. And that's when we get going to go deep into her work as an artist, not just as a, a promoter, yeah. a festival organizer and... Um, a, a multi-talented artist but let's look at some of the other acts that are performing yes please the next one is Papillon Musa yes indeed Papillon Musa is coming from Kenya um, I met him in Nairobi years ago and he is one of the most beautiful healing voices I've, I've heard. I mean, there are many, but yes. this is one that I really wanted to bring and share with South Africans. Um, he is one of the first sort of musicians in recent times, they say, who really looks to redefine or re kind of design indigenous instruments. He plays the Nyatiti, um, which is an instrument that you know, originates from East Africa. Yes. Um, so he'll be coming and performing, but I think that his music really speaks for itself. So should we dive into a song? Let's definitely dive into a song. This one is Wendo, the artist is Papillon Musa. Check it out. He's going to be in Joburg on the 1st of October as part of the Folklore Festival. <laughs> Papillon Musa, the track is Wendo, and of course he is coming to perform.
at uh, the Folklore Festival on the 1st of Indeed October. Indeed he is. And it, I think that particular song he'll be performing with the National School of Arts and the orchestra. I mean, I can just hear it. Yes. It's just going to be beautiful. This whole festival is going to be beautiful. I know. People, you have to come. You're never going to have these same artists Honestly, on one stage. Honestly, we'll not build them again next year. We, there's so many to cover. Yes. And really, at, what keeps me up at night yes. is going, it could all happen. And awareness and visibility is the only thing. And the only way we can get that is pe- if people share the details. First yes. of October, National School of Arts Folklore Festival. Tickets on Quick Hit. Share with friends, family, schools, kids, groups, dance groups, singing groups, drumming groups, everybody's groups. Thank you. Be there. I'm going to be there. I want to <laughs> see you there. You've got to see you there. You, yeah. Thank you so much for coming. I mean, who helped you with this festival? So I personally as a team, you know, but it's taken so many years to kind of like build the team to, and, and, and pull together. Um, I really especially want to thank my, my manager of Kum Agency, Jess. And also just I pitched for sponsorships like all over the place. And, and really the art organizations in South Africa at the moment are really putting, you know, going big on helping the, the live music scene. So SAMPRA, um, the Development Fund, as well as the National Arts Council. Um, the National School of Arts, of course, is, you know, basically giving us the venue at uh, got our social engagement. Um, so they're on the bill. But NetBank just kind of powering us from a finance, like a real strong financial yes. place and helping us like really push forward um, have been helpful. And they're all about those better money decisions. And they believed that, you know, if we support local, that's yes. really our, our aim. And that's, that's a good money decision, I believe. Absolutely. If you decide to come to us, to a super local festival, you've done a good job with your money and you're going to get your value back, I promise. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pilani. We're going to end with one last track from uh-huh. you. And this one is all Folklore Chapter One. Yes. And of course, it's a, I mean, it's... A well-known folk yeah, song. A, a well-known folk song. I really wanted to reimagine it from a, a feminine space. Um, from how we experience what it's like when men or young boys go for that rite of passage and they have to prove themselves to be men. And it's written from the perspective of women and children, you know, of some, um, as an observer. So I wanted to instill that vulnerability from our perspective and the questions I had. So it's a bit of spoken word and a reimagination of Kula Gwedin. Thank you so much. Can't wait to have you back on the world show. Soon, soon. Soon, soon, beginning of next year. But otherwise... Come along, the Folklore Festival. You've got all the information. I've been talking about all these amazing events and somebody else has asked me to mention something. I mean, we, I'm so busy this weekend, next weekend, the weekend after. But there's also a live experience by Tomi Mohorosi happening on the 24th uh, at 2 p.m. So uh, you can get there early. The performance is at, uh, um, at uh, 4 p.m. It's at the Henops country venue in Centurion so that's a Tumi Mohorosi a live experience just add it on to your very very full calendar but once again thank you so much uh, to Pilani Bubu for the work that she's doing both as an artist and in bringing us beautiful music. George Maniosi is up next after the song with Jazzed Up and of course he's going to keep you in the finest of musical company. From me Nikki B to you, whatever else you do this week, make sure that you keep shining, of course keep it Kaya and here is Kula 
Guedini from Pilani Bubu of her album Folklore Chapter One. Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. on Kaya 959.